Welcome to So What Sustainability, a podcast series by Apricot Consulting. I'm your host, James McHugh. I'm one of the leaders in the corporate social impact team. In this series, we explore leading trends and provide practical advice about environmental, social and governance issues and opportunities facing business and society. Over the past two decades, we've seen a significant shift in how companies engage with corporate social responsibility. From grant funding and volunteering to what we find today, companies seeing CSR as a strategic opportunity to establish partnerships supporting broader environmental, social and governance objectives. And this approach is often referred to as creating shared value. Today, I'm joined by Hannah Nichols. Hannah Nichols is the Environmental, Social and Governance or ESG Manager at PEXA. PEXA is revolutionising the way we exchange property in Australia thanks to its world-first digital settlement solution. PEXA's network of financial institutions and legal and conveyancing firms helps over 20,000 families a week safely settle in their homes. So welcome, Hannah. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, James. It's nice to be here. Nice to, nice to be talking to you about this topic. Um, so, Hannah, firstly, tell me a little bit more about yourself and your work with ESG uh, issues and the, and the opportunities that you're seeing in this space. Great. Thanks, James. Look, I don't think anyone finds themselves in this sector, whether it's ESG or sustainability, whatever word you want to put to it, without having a bit of passion uh, that sits behind that. So I think that's a, a bit of a given. And for me, I was lucky to join PEXA just over four years ago. And through that time, I've worked with some really passionate people in our company to sort of set up our what our sustainability or, or impact arm of our business will look like uh, in the future. And that was an amazing experience for me and something I did just on the side of my regular day job. And um, ultimately, that's led me to step into the ESG manager role just over 12 months ago. Um, so far, it's been a journey of consistently learning. <laughs> and I would say that um, it's I'm always having to challenge what I think I know. And the more that I learn, the more that I realize that I know nothing in this space. And I'm actually, my aim is to keep it that way. I think the day that I feel like I've, I've got it all under wraps is, is the day it's all over for me. <laughs> no, you're, you're absolutely spot on. I think we're all learning in this space and it is quite broad. And, and so I think for our listeners, it might be really helpful to understand a little bit more about, you know, what PEXA does and who your main stakeholders are, because it's with that lens that we often then engage with these uh, ESG objectives, isn't it? Absolutely. And look, we sit in a very privileged position. We describe ourselves as being at the heart of the property sector. And um, what that really means is we, you know, enabling our um, our members who are lawyers, conveyances and uh, financial services to um, help everyday Australians in and out of home. And that's a very corporate way of saying that we're helping settlements go ahead each day. Uh, but I think that comes with a, it's a privileged position and it comes with the responsibility that sits around that and to recognise the role that we play um, in society and also in um, everyday people's lives. Um, buying and selling home or property ownership is um, a whole nother kettle of fish itself. There's a lot that sits around that space and I think we have a very important role to um, ensure that not only it's safe and secure 
um, as people move through that process and all the information that um, comes with it, but that we are um, doing the right thing by the communities that we live and operate within as well. So, you know, our stakeholders are pretty vast, as you can imagine. And I think for me personally, I deal with every arm of, of the business, which is um, a great privilege as we go through our journey and, and mature in this space as well. But we're very um, early on and we recognise really early on in this process and setting it up. So I think there's lots of conversations that need to be have uh, had a lot of education, um, and that's for, for myself and, and across the business as well. But then also we we obviously have our, our members and um, external stakeholders to think about, and uh, particularly when we look at the value and the impact that we're trying to achieve. Yeah, certainly. And we often associate ESG with, you know, organisations that have got vast supply chains. Um, but what ESG risks and, and opportunities are you seeing in the property industry? Yeah, it's a really interesting uh, space, James. And I think, you know, naturally environment comes to mind first and foremost. Um, I think we're only just beginning to understand the risks of climate change and what it poses to property, no, no longer just looking at coastal communities. Um, and my heart really does go out to everyone impacted by the flooding across New South Wales and Queensland most recently. Um, I think it's been been very shocking, but I my hope is there'll be a lot of really positive um, and next steps that come from, from this, particularly learning about uh, the impacts to Australia more, lo- more broadly than just coastal regions. Um, I think the lack of a social and affordable housing itself, um, the statistics are quite staggering. You know, there's a shortage of, and you know, there's obviously old stats waiting on the new census to come out, but, um, you know, a shortage of 600,000 social and affordable homes, um, and it's projected to grow to more than a million by 2036. And for me, that's terrifying. And when I think about um property and and what that looks like for our future. I think there's a lot of, of risk, but also opportunity that sits within that space. And naturally, uh, cybersecurity and, and privacy, as we mentioned before, are growing areas of concern across many industries, uh, and property is no different. And, you know, last uh, but not least, I sort of thinking a little closer to home for us in the, in the tech sector is the increase, increased risk of labour and modern slavery, um, not just on electronic supply chains, but also um, engineers and developers. There's uh, a lot of statistics coming out in that space and, and something to really keep an eye on. You recently published your first greenhouse gas summary at the end of last year. Uh, what did you learn and perhaps what are you hoping to achieve uh, in the long term? I think the bigger question is what didn't we learn through that process? Um, anyone who's pulled together a greenhouse gas inventory will know that it's quite an involved process and we chose to do the greenhouse gas calculations in-house. So there was a huge learning curve and ultimately we now know our greenhouse gas uh, profile very intimately. I think looking at so what now, uh, the big question for us is, is how do we use this information for good and we have published it on our website, so anyone who wants to go and see the methodology applied and how we calculated it and what it encompasses, the information is all there. And the important thing for us when it comes to environment is we're not trying to hide anything. We have a footprint like every other company. We want to be really clear on what that is um, and clear on, on where we need to improve as well. And 
ultimately that's led us to formulate our net zero by 2025 commitment, which we are all really excited to undertake. Um, it's going to be challenging and we're going to need to work with our peers on, on how we achieve that, but it's going to be a good ride, hopefully. One of the trends that's been observed through the COVID-19 pandemic is companies being more open and willing to embrace what we might call partnerships for purpose. PEXA recently established a shared value partnership with Homes for Homes. Uh, can you tell me a little bit more about what led up to that partnership? Absolutely. I'm very excited to talk about this. We're very proud of our partnership with Homes for Homes. Uh, I think when we first started looking at what we wanted to do in this space, the big question was what value are we trying to achieve or, or who do we want to help, uh, which is a very large question to try and navigate. Uh, and really, when you think about what we do on a day-to-day -day basis, which is helping people get into their home, uh, it seemed like a natural extension of our everyday work to focus on homelessness or um, supporting those without a home or living in situations of housing stress. And once we decided that, uh, it was really great. We worked with the likes of yourself and Apricot Consulting um, to help us narrow that down because, again, it's still quite a large question or a large space to step into. Who can help us on this journey? Who can we collaborate with? What could that look like? And how can it add value to our business? And I think that process that we went through of really getting our staff together, speaking with, with our employees and recognising what matters most to them, having conversations with our, our members and our senior leadership to navigate that really made it quite a simple decision when we were able to form formalise our partnership with Homes for Homes. And our, our partnership with them is really designed to leverage our um our technology and our reach within the property industry to help support them in their long-term promise to end homelessness in Australia, which is a very big promise and one we're really proud to contribute towards. From more of a strategic perspective, how do you see initiatives such as shared value partnerships working towards de-risking your ESG profile? Yeah, look, I think there's a lot of noise out there across the ESG and sustainability sectors and uh, a lot of it's focused on different frameworks or what's the right framework or you know what's the, the best way to report on what you're doing and uh, for us I think the focus needs to primarily be on impact and when I think about you know shared value partnerships and our partnership with Homes for Homes, the, the only thing we're focusing on is how many people are we helping at the end of the day? Um, how many people are we getting into a house? How many people are going to benefit from, from what we're doing? Or, you know, how is this going to support um, the future of our communities for, for us and, and for those generations to come? And whilst that might sound a little bit cheesy, I think if we're not focused on value and we're not focused on impact, then we've lost our path in this space. And so when it comes to, you know, Pixar and, and the role we play, I I think it's it's vital that we we don't get bogged down with all the noise and, and we really focus on on the outcomes we're trying to achieve. Fantastic. Well Hannah, our time has nearly come to an end. Um, 
But it was a really informative discussion. So thank you for that. A couple of things that stand out for me is that, you know, PEXA, like yourself, is embracing a, almost a, a, a continuous learning approach to, to ESG that you're seeing yourself really at the start of this journey. Uh, and so it's a, it's an evolving, I suppose, landscape that you're you're really engaging with at the moment. And I think the la- the other thing that stood out was that last point there in terms of, you know, how do we engage with partners to help with our ESG pers- uh, objectives um, and not doing this journey alone, which I think is fantastic. So thank you. Thank you, James. Uh, to our listeners, please be sure to check out PEX's website, which has a lot more information about uh, their various ESG initiatives. Uh, and for more information about Apricot Consulting, please visit us at our website and subscribe to this podcast series. You can also follow me, James McHugh, on LinkedIn. Thanks for joining us today on So What Sustainability. Mm-hmm.